Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you ever get discouraged? Do you ever get discouraged? Of course you do. From time to time, all of us are tempted to lose heart. When life gets hard and there's no relief in sight, despair can set in. Some of you are in the middle of hard times right now. Life is a mess and can make you feel like you're just barely hanging on. Day after day, month after month, your resolve can be slowly ground away. The danger with discouragement is that it can wither your faith. Your prayers stop. Your attendance at church slips. And you slowly fade away into unbelief. That's the danger with discouragement. Kids, you know this. Kids, have you ever tried to learn something new? And it's been really hard and you just want to give up. It's too hard. All of us feel that way sometimes. And the threat is so real that Jesus finishes our gospel reading this morning, wondering if there will even be faith when he comes again. Life can get so tough that it knocks you right out. Jesus knew that being his disciples, being his followers, would be demanding, especially as we live this side of his return. He knew we'd be tempted to give up. And so the question this morning is, how do we keep on going? How do we keep on going when it's so hard? When we're tempted to just give up and throw in the towel? Well, that's why Jesus told the parable of the persistent widow. So that no matter what happens, we would never give up. In our gospel reading, Jesus tells a parable about a persistent widow. She has two potential sources of discouragement. The first is an adversary which, with whom she is fighting, and, and then the second is a corrupt judge. The widow comes to this judge, and she is pleading her case, and she wants the judge to decide in her favor. She's being oppressed unjustly and she wants the judge to use his authority to grant her some relief. Now, this is important to note. In their society, women did not go to the courts. Men went for them. So when this woman appears, we know that she is all alone. That's why she's a widow. She has no husband, no father, uncle, brother, nephew, nobody to speak from her. She's by herself. She must plead alone. Now, Jesus tells us two things about the judge that make him unlikely to help this widow. First, he has no fear of God. That means he does not care what God says. 
that fear, fear of God, should move a judge to help a needy widow. But this judge decides what's right and wrong based on his own self-interest. And he mistakenly believes that there will never be a judgment day, a day where he'll stand before God's judgment. The second mark of this judge is that he has no regard for man. This means that he doesn't care what other people think of him. This judge is a hard-hearted man, and human misery does not affect his cold heart. No one and nothing outside of himself can move him. He simply refuses the widow's help. So alone and against impossible odds, the widow played the only card that she had. Her loud, continual pestering. Kids, you know this. You're really good at this. When, what do you do when you want something? Mommy, daddy, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? Until they either, you either wear them down or they wear you down. <laughs> so her case gets thrown out of court and she keeps coming back. She refused to be quiet. She refused to go away until the judge surrendered and said, she is giving me a headache. I cannot put up with her racket anymore. And finally, he agrees to settle her case favorably. Why? To get rid of her. The widow, by the way, is us. We are weak. We are poor. We have no one to help us. The widow's only source of help is that judge. Our only source of help is God. So what's the point of the parable? Is the point of the parable that you need to pester and beg and nag God to get him to answer our prayers? Is that the point that Jesus is trying to make? Is the point that if you keep begging and pleading, you might stand the chance of wearing God out so that God will answer your prayer just to get you off his back? Is that what Jesus is trying to say? No. What's the difference between the judge and our God? The difference is huge. The judge is mean. He's cruel. He's unloving, merciless. He's unjust. And the lesson of the parable is that God is not like that judge. God is loving and good and gracious. And just. The parable's point is that sometimes you can even get justice from an unjust judge. Well, how much more will a loving and gracious God hear and answer us? You see, Jesus clarifies we are not in the presence of a grim, self serving judge who wants nothing to do with us. On the contrary, how are we taught to start our prayers? Our Father who art in heaven, our Father. What does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true children. So that, why? With all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children ask their dear Father. If God is your Father, 
you do not ever have to wonder whether he cares about you and your predicament. He knows you. He cares about what you're going through. You don't need to wonder, wonder whether God hears you. Not only does God hear you, he is eager to hear from you. If God is your father, then you know what God thinks of you. He's your father. You're his child. And he is on your side. God does not need to be constantly pestered like the unjust judge to do the right thing. You don't ever have to wonder if God will give you justice, if God will do the right thing. We can trust that God will bring justice, and he will not delay. You may need to be patient, but you can be confident that God hears you and that he genuinely cares. At various times in our lives, these words are going to be words of hope and comfort. And sometimes they're going to be words of warning and move us to repentance. However, this hope may not satisfy all our questions. Where is justice? Your belief that God is on your side and that he cares for you may not seem very comforting when your life is falling apart around you, when you're suffering. I mean, most of us, can name areas of our life where we have personal unsettled hurts, where we have been done wrong. And on top of that, there's all the list of distressing things that are happening in the world around us. And the question that you might have is, where's the justice? The point of this parable is that when justice is far off, we pray. When rejection is near at hand, we pray. We persist in praying. We take heart. Why? Because God is for us. His judgments toward you are based on his goodness and his love for you. You can come to him believing that he is for you and that he cares. The widow faced insurmountable discouragement. She, she couldn't be sure if that judge would ever settle in her favor. She, wouldn't, she wasn't sure she would ever get justice. If you have been baptized into the church, you never have to wonder if God will provide you with justice. We know that God will always do right in the end. This is what faith does. Faith clings to God for dear life. Over and over in the Old Testament, God is described as hearing the cries of his people in slavery in exile, for the widow with the dying child, from the streets as the people repent and lament. Each time God comes and he delivers them, God provides justice when they are victims and he forgives them and relents of punishment when they, when they are perpetrators. That, that is the source of encouragement when you feel the weight of discouragement upon you. The fundamental characteristic of God is his compassion and mercy for sinners. Although God has every right to punish us for our sins, he instead shows mercy. The widow was helpless. 
She had no one to defend her. Although we may be helpless, God is not helpless. God is the helper of the helpless. He is the refuge of the weary. He is the defender of the widow and the fatherless. If you are in Christ, you have a helper because Jesus Christ himself has promised to defend us. The creator listens to your cries for justice because he did not listen to the cries of his son upon the cross. God defends you from all danger and guards and protects you from all evil because he did not defend his son from the evil of the cross. Upon the cross, Jesus went into battle with Satan, sin, and death, and he defeated them with his death and resurrection. God has forgiven you. And since you are God's children and God is your father, he will not let you down. That gives you the boldness, the confidence you need to pray. We know for a certainty the kind of loving Heavenly Father we have. And we know it through Jesus Christ. Do you have faith that this is true? That the cross is the sign of just how much God loves you? That the forgiveness won on the cross is for you? The widow didn't have a husband. She was alone. Those who are baptized into Christ are married to Christ himself. He loves us. His heart is for us. We will never be alone. We have been given the promise that when Jesus returns, he will come to judge both the living and the dead. He will make all things right when he makes all things new. He will wipe away every tear from the eyes of the suffering. He will swallow up evil and death and every capacity for wrongdoing. The hardship of being a confessing Christian in this world can cause us to quickly lose heart. But one day, Christ will return. And that day will be the answer to all our prayers and the victory for all those who've trusted in him. So the clear lesson of the parable is that God is not like the judge, because God is good and he is gracious. So if you are facing discouragement in whatever situation, no matter what happens, cling to Christ. Our God is the God of the lowly and the oppressed. He upholds the weak. He protects the forsaken. He saves those who do not have hope. And we are not the nameless widow, for we are his dear children through, bought with the precious blood of Christ. God has, through Christ, dealt with your sin, and God promises, God's promises to you remain firm, and they, may, they remain steadfast, no matter what may happen to you in your life. God is not deaf to your prayers. God may choose to take his time in answering our prayers, but eventually, and always, and at the right time, God's help will come. We have his word on that. And may that peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any 
comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.